can see me. Yes, and we are live, man. Back on the football card quest. We're also on the Ziggy No card quest with the Panini logo in the background, man. Super excited to talk to you today. Ziggy No is a experienced, very highly experienced card investor, collector, dealer, whatever you want to call him. He's a hobby enthusiast, one of the most passionate hobby enthusiasts that I know. And we are really excited to talk to you guys today about 2023 Prism Football, the top ways that you can profit from this set, which is the flagship set. Ziggy, do you still think that Prism is the flagship premier set for football, like mainstream football? Yes. It is. It is right now. And what I think is beautiful, what I love, honestly, is that it's going to end, whether it's this year or next year. Like the future is going to be Chrome products. You're going to be Chrome NFLs coming. But right now, it's Prism. So, like, if you're looking for the rookie card, it's Prism. Uh, I love, and I'll tell you, here's another thing to think about. There are certain products that I love in football. Prism is one of them. I love Optic. I love Contenders. I love NT. I like Flawless a little bit. But all those other products depend on autographs to really add their value. Prism's the one where, you know, autograph or not autograph. And, and, and red pill, blue pill, whether you believe it or not, the refractor is what people chase. It's sexy. They're awesome. There's so many different flavors. Um, so again, I, I'm a prism head. I've been a prism head since I got into the product many years ago. In fact, when I got in, my kids, I remember them telling me, Dad, can you get us the prism cards? Those are the cool ones that I trade with it, with friends. And that was 2015, 2016. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. And I'm very excited about football. Um, one thing, I'm very focused. I try not to go shoot my uh, hobby budget at anything. I'm very focused on what I'm going to go into. Prism's one. I am deep. I am balls deep in Prism. And I'm excited to talk to you about activities and what I'm seeing in breaks. Uh, we'll talk about the checklist, what's going on out there. Um, we'll talk about a couple ways, like you said, that you can profit off this. My, my argument, and I'm going to see if this is true or not, is I believe it is better for you to buy into affordable breaks, specifically PYTs. So you're picking the team that you want, knowing who you're going after. I think that's the best way to invest when a new product like this is released. Other people will argue, and many people will say this, wait several weeks and then buy the singles you want. And, and we're going to see that in kind of what I'm going to be doing with my experiment. I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you and engaging with you and, and doing follow-ups on this. I just don't believe, for example, in one of my breaks, I hit the uh, Hendon Hooker um, red, uh, Blue Shimmer to 25 autograph. Okay, so if Hendon Hooker becomes the guy, I've got his number to 25 blue color match autograph from prison. That's a card I'm not likely to go out and buy on the secondary market two to four weeks from now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not likely to take that risk, that chance. But if I get him in a break, I'm super excited about I become a Hendon Hooker and a freaking Lions fan. You see what I'm saying? And I could talk about the risk you calculate in getting into that. I was in uh, two Hendon Hooker breaks. One I did well, one I did not. And a lesson learned was this was a um, I got into the first three boxes of a 12 box case and hit the hand and hooker. And then I faded the rest of the case because in my belief, when you see one, you're not going to see a second in the product. That's not always the case. OK, second product. I got into it. I bought the first half, didn't buy the second half. Wish I bought the second half. And I'll talk about that, too. So let me let me pause. Let, let you speak a little bit. Yeah. So I I, um, I find this very fascinating because I, I've only ever done one break. And so people know, like, you buy a spot, whether you buy it off of eBay or from a distributor, their website, their Facebook, however you do it. I, I do a break for our premium members just at cost, just for fun and get them uh, into the product. And I do it a little bit different with a fantasy draft. But 
the way you're doing it, are you buying into these breaks where you pick your team? Are you buying in through eBay, Facebook Marketplace, or how oh, are you doing that? All the above. And I'll tell you again. So let me say this. First of all, I'm not recommending breaking to everybody. Okay. I do okay. not recommend if you're watching this, go out and break, do what Ziggy's doing. What I'm hoping to do is I'm hoping to share my knowledge, meet other people. I know there's a lot of people who do what I do and create communities that talk about it because I think what we do, people like myself, is we create great, safe breaking environments. I can tell you what's the difference between a good breaker and a bad breaker. And it's not about what cards he pulls, right? It's about his customer service. It's about his follow-up. It's about the way he treats the cards, right? There are a lot of things that go in a good breaker. I'll also tell you this too. When I'm looking for breaks like Prism and I go on my hunting, the most important thing to me is price and availability. It is mm. not the breaker. And I'll tell you why. For example, when I get into a break, let's say I hit the black shimmer of whoever it might be. Yes, there is the risk. Is the breaker going to get me that card? Right? But that is the only risk I have. My money that I spent in the break, I can get that back if this guy decides to ghost me. Right? I'm not worried about losses of my investment in the breaks. Yes, there is a risk. If that guy is a bad breaker and he decides to ghost me with that black one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. That's why I try to break where it's on camera, where the breakers have videos, where they have a, a, um, a history, right? So if a guy's never broken before, that's a little concern to me if he's running breaks. Also, the market price of breaks. Um, and I can talk about this too. Like, for example, answer your question. I think most of the breaks that I've been into so far have been eBay breaks. Now, a couple of them, I already knew the guy and he was selling on eBay. So I already had the relationship, right? Others I bought directly. I bought from Mojo Breaks directly. They have the best price right now in the PYT breaks, Mojo, and they've been recognized on Breaker Comp for doing that. I think there's somebody who's a little bit better, but when you break it down, they've got some of the best prices. So Mojo, I bought directly off their website. I bought off eBay breaks, like I said, just by winning. And then I bought directly from IG accounts as well. I mean, again, another thing I'll tell you yeah. too, when I buy breaks, I like to buy cases or parts of cases where I know the case. So if you're doing a three box of 12, I wanna know, is this a fresh case? Is there a video of the first three boxes? Right. So I can see what's already hit. I do not recommend just going out blindly buying in the single box breaks, buying in the mixed box breaks. If you don't know more about it, there are some concerns and risks there. Like are the case hits pulled yet. Right. The breaker's going to tell you, I don't know. I think it's not. Well, look at the video. Right. A lot of it's out there. So so let, let's back up a step then and talk about the type of break. So is there a difference between buying into a blaster box break versus a hobby box break? And which one do you think is is better to get into? Because I see guys posting up in the chat yep. about uh, Prism is on the Target website for twenty nine ninety nine. Yep. Blasters and Megas are 60 But uh, some information that you shared with us in the live chat uh, yesterday was I was on with Carter was that maybe the blasters aren't really a good yeah. investment because of the fact they don't have autoed and serial numbered cards in it. So I want you to elaborate on that. Yes, yes. So let's talk about the blasters. So first thing, you want to make money. Best way to make money is go buy a couple of cases of this product and start breaking it yourself for customers. And I'm not trying to promote kitchen breaking, but it's the easiest way people are making money on this product. And that is because you still can buy it online. They haven't sold out, which should be a concern. And there is such a hunger for this product that people will buy it. So right now I've been in, I think, and I can pull up, I can pull up a, uh, a sheet here in a minute. Where did I put my stats here? I think I've been in like six of the 20 box, 20 boxes in a case breaks. My, my personal opinion after doing this right now is I'm not doing more of them. Okay. Because right now there's normally about one good hit per case of 20. As far as the chases in it, there are no numbered cards at all. 
Mm. Okay, the chases that are, the case hits on it is either a red or a blue refractor. So you either get a solid red or a solid blue. One of those is in there. Sometimes there's a press proof as well. So the the case hits are very very rare, and they're just one of the 400 cards in the checklist, right? There's no mangas to chase. There's no color blast. So right now I probably gonna stick away from it. Now what I will tell you, I'm still watching. If I want to buy Texans and do it cheap, I'm probably buying the Texans in a case break. I would not buy any other teams right now because the value is not there. And what I mean by that is if I hit the Texans, I've seen cases where you'll get one CJ Stroud. Right now, the last four or five cases, you're getting one laser per case, which is a little ridiculous of CJ. What's the what's the Will Anderson hit rate been like? Because he's a early first round uh, draft pick from the Texans, who's had a, a great rookie season as well. He just put up two so, sacks this past weekend, and I, I see a lot more demand this year for defensive players like Will this Anderson. Is, this is why we need to talk more. Because when you said his name, first thing I'm like, I don't know who the hell he is. Because when <laughs> I prospect, when I prospect, I'm prospecting primarily on QBs only. I got okay. you. Yeah, now yeah. The, it, now it, everything else backs it up and gives me support. For so example, the checklist was not out on this product till yesterday, which is very frustrating. So I had to go blind into my first off the line breaks. But I knew you have Hendon Hooker and you have uh, AR as live autos in the product, right? You got um, uh, what's his name, Young, and you've got CJ as well too. But for me, I was going to focus on Hooker, or I was going to focus on um, AR. Hooker prices were cheaper. I was able to snag. I got into the first three boxes. I, I again, I should pull up my stats here. So I've uh, got the checklist pulled up from Cardboard Connection, guys. So this Ziggy just let me know this dropped yesterday, yep. um, which is great to know because, like, you know, we're looking for some more of these sleeper players. Like, I, I'm just curious. Like, I want to see. I want to make sure guys like uh, Devin Witherspoon. Okay, of course, yep, he's in there. Some of these defensive players that are really them. good. Check for them lower down in the in the insert set list. Are they in the mangas? Are they in the color blasts? Um, there's another one at the very, very bottom, um, Architect. There's a several of these weird sets they've got this year and looking to see if those rookies are showing up in them. That, to me, is just as important to see if they're in the main list. So let me give you an example. I bought into uh, three boxes. I bought the Lions, and first off the line, I paid 260 bucks for them. 260 bucks for three. That's a quarter case, man. That's expensive. I ended up hitting in that several players. I, who's the who's the defensive end for the Lions? Beast defensive vet. You know what I'm talking about um, Hutchinson. I hit his yeah. card and I hit him in the blue shimmer. So I got a color blast Hutchinson coming. I also hit the running back, not the rookie Williamson. I think it is Williams. I got his in a, in a number to ten gold. Right. So those two cards right. are what I call icing gravy. Then I'm not even hunting for them. Right. I was hunting for Hooker. And then I got the hooker uh, shimmer on that. So to me, I'm focusing on hooker. All those extra guys that you talk about are just collateral wins for me. That's what I'm saying. When I when, when I have your knowledge and the checklist, I'm able to then look like, for example, Carolina. Lately, what I'm seeing is Carolina. You got Carolina and Mingo. Mingo's got inserts. I think um, Carolina's got color blasts. Uh, I think Carolina's in, in manga as well. Carolina's in a lot of other things. But there's no other backup for that. Detroit to me looks like a really good team because you got a potential, you know, prospect quarterback, and you've got the the uh, tight end, right? And you've got the running back rookie. You've got some some serious depth there in that that team. Uh, yeah, yeah, you really do. Yeah, you got the the safety Brian Branch. You've got Jameer Gibbs. Um, you've got Sam Laporta, who has been an elite elite rookie tight end. 
Um, and and you've got Hendon Hooker at backup quarterback who's got serious future potential in the NFL with a, a great deep ball and everything. Um, well, I appreciate the super chat. We got a super chat from Kanon Salters. Uh, he said, I like Ziggy. We both focus on hookers like no other. <laughs> <laughs> hookers, man. Very, hookers. Very I love clever there, Kadon. So I will say, so the next break I did was, I think it was four boxes, and I just had the hooker spot. I love saying that. Just had the hooker spot. No lions <laughs> on that. And that's a feast or famine, right? I think I paid 260 on that. It was six boxes, the first off line. Ended up only getting a few bases. Got nothing out of it. And in that break, man, I saw a lot of duplicates. So first off the line, has a lot of doubles in the same case. Two Patrick Mahomes, one was a 25, one to 35. There were two Purdy um, refractors. There were two CJ Strouds, one to 175, one to 199 in the same half case. So the second half comes up and I wanted to go for the hooker spot again. I love saying that, um, but got outbid for it. And I was, and to be honest, I was a pussy because I paid 260 the first time for it. I only paid, was willing to bet 200 the second time. The guy got it for like 209. He gets a hooker autograph and he got a hooker to 49 refractor in that second half so that's one of those things where i say to myself if you're going to chase a case and you're committed to the case in a position you've got to stay with it in that position you know what i mean like i've already paid 250 260 for the first half you got to be willing to pay the 250 260 the second half and this is where i'll say that when it comes to breaks i to me breaking is a strategy it's not it's not something and i don't mean this in the wrong way a lot of people will go buy a break for fun it's a chance it's breaking let's first of all say this breaking is gambling yeah. Okay, so when you go to the casino, there's two types of people at the casino. There's a guy who's there for work, and he's got $100 to waste at the blackjack table, and he's going to waste it. And then there's the guy who lives in the casino, and he's making money. And it's the same way in breaking. So when I see breaks, I will see the same guys buying the same position. I'm competing to get the, the Texans and certain drops from the same guy. And my favorite breaker, um, I was unable to get the Texans. His price was so damn cheap. He had the Texans, I think, at – 750 for the case that's ridiculously cheap and i couldn't get in his break because there's so much competition wow right and, and and i'll say this too this is again what i want to talk about i want to see more people sharing this information so we see more good breakers get rewarded we see you know for example you'll see cases of this stuff going for i think it was eleven thousand dollars to, to eight thousand dollars based on the pyt um shout out by the way to breaker break comp i love what they are doing for this industry because they are showing you what the different breakers are pricing at. They're showing you the per teams that like, who's, who can you get the best team for? You is know? that a website? Breakcomp.com, I think it is. Yeah. They're a website. They're big on social. They are basically now focused at breakers and they are advertising breaker pricing. Now what's interesting here about this is you have two things going on. You have some breakers who are hiding their pricing. Latent sports cards has blocked break comp from their, from following them. They don't want break comp sharing their pricing. I think that's deplorable. I think that's just a shit move by Leighton to do that, mm. right? Mojo Break sees this as an opportunity. They are actually advertising, you know, or not as advertising, but they've been one of the top leaders, right? I don't know if they're advertising, but they recognize this is a way to sell their breaks. Um, and you'll see different names on Break Comp, but they give you, again, the PYT price, the t price for the Colts. Here's the difference of what I want them to do that I'm doing. I'm going on eBay, and I go by um, – this is an interesting uh, thing, the topic to bring up. When I start my morning, I look at all the breaks that are closing that day. And I will go start and I'll bid on the teams that I'm chasing. So I'll bid on the five teams, the Texans, the Colts, the Titans, the Lions, and the Carolina Panthers. I'll make bids on all the five teams and the breaks that I'm targeting for that day. Those typically are low bids because they're early in the morning, right? That way I have them tagged. And then I sit there during the afternoon when they get to closing, 
and I decide how much budget I have, which breaks am I taking down, right? So if I see, oh, this first line break is getting really expensive, prices are too high on it, I might fade that and go for a blaster break. Right now, today is the first day that hobby breaks are coming on the market. So I've got a choice between hobby, I got first up the line, I got retail. Now, well, like I said, I'm fading the retail breaks. I'm not interested in that. These ones are showing here, these multi-breaks. I don't like that either. I'm not a fan of those. Yeah. I understand why they're done, but I'm not a fan of those. Um, and again, I can share with you some of the breaks I've been in. I, I've, I've just, uh, I'm, I'm loving this. So I noticed here on, uh, um, um, excuse me, breakcomp.com, yep. that Mojo Break does have what appears to be the best price point right now besides bomber breaks for the houston texans in a 12 hobby box case uh yeah break i mean that that does seem really good because in a, in a, if you're getting a case of hobby boxes 12 hobby boxes your chances of pulling something pretty good because you got it's not just cj stroud but it's <laughs> tank dell tank dell's gonna is a spike machine He's a spike week machine and and had a fantastic rookie season. He'll be back next year. Will Anderson is a stud for early first round draft pick from Alabama, and then C.J. Stroud. So between just those three guys, I mean, you've got massive potential. There's going to be a case hit in there. There's going to be a lot of autograph cards. I mean, right? I mean, in the hobby box, you're getting one auto per box at least, right? Yeah, two autos. And again, here's the thing I love about Do Prism. There is value in the base rookies of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, okay. especially CJ, when you get them in PSA 10. Yeah, well, that's the uh, point. CJ right now raw is 50 bucks. Now, will that hold or not? Probably not. Yeah. But the reason he's 50 bucks is because when he is in a slab, I expect him to be a $100 to $200 card, right? So, for example, and I haven't seen the full hobby box cases yet, okay? But my assumption is you probably are going to get three rookies. You should get three CJ base in a case. Let's assume that's a $300 rebate. Again, you got to invest in the grading and all stuff, but you have some some something's come back. That's why to me, when I look at breaking, there is a cost. There is a risk. This is a gamble, but I'm getting something back. And then again, I think the key to this as well is patience. One thing that a lot of people do is as soon as they get their hits, they sell them quickly because they want more money to jump into the next break. My difference is I have, I have a budget for Prism. I'm going to fire that wad on Prism, and then I'm going to wait. Those cards are going to come back. I'm going to sort them. I'm going to grade. If it's color, it's getting graded. Right. If it's numbered, graded, rookie, those are getting graded. And then I can prospect, right? I can wait till these players make moves. And right now we're going the perfect season too, with the draft coming up and the offseason, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, this is this is like perfect. Like I don't expect that I'm gonna sell cards from any of the breaks that I'm getting right now until probably July. And some of them I might even hold until next year. Like you said, there are some players that you might see changes based on what's going on. And that's what I love about breaking. Now, again, too, you have to have a you can go one break and do poorly. So when I do, do this, I'm here's a good example. I budgeted this thinking if I was going to buy two hobby boxes, instead of that, I'm going to buy breaks. Two hobby boxes is roughly two thousand bucks, so I allocated three two thousand dollars for breaking. Now I'll be honest, I've already extended that. I'm at right now about three thousand dollars I've spent on breaks for Prism, but I'll already tell you, man, I'm feeling very good about what I've already hit and what I'm already seeing come back. Today is going to be a, a phenomenal day for me. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope you crush it today, man. I'm seeing, you know, what the one card that I see a lot of right now on singles as singles already is the orange laser and yep. the orange disco. Uh, is that because those are like the most common parallels this year or what do you, what do you think? About they, are, that? they are the blaster hits. 
Right, oh, so by those the blaster hits. Okay. Yeah, and again, there's so much. I have not seen any mega boxes out there, so I don't want to pass judgment and say all retail sucks. But right now, blasters are the disco orange, and the best card you can pull in that is the CJ Stroud Silver Prism. You get a true silver. That's the best hit you're going to pull in that. Um, and do I got think, one of those in, in a break. Do you so think Panini is going to leave the silver prism this year as a true short print like they did back in 2018, 2019? No. Or is it no. going to be more of just like an uncommon parallel? Like it'll be more uncommon than the orange disco or orange laser, but it's still going to be, um, it's still going to be more common than like a serial numbered out of one ninety nine or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It'd be interesting to look at some of those pop counts. I assume the silvers will be in the you know I'm going to say tens of thousands, maybe ten or twenty thousand per per player. But they still are. And here's what I love about it: it, it still is the ultimate chase. There is one silver rookie, I think, per blaster on average. So you have a case, you have 20 silver prism rookies that are coming out. Now, again, there's 100 rookies in the checklist. So when you start calculating your odds to hit, it's not very likely you're going to hit. Now, what I like about the blasters, by the way, the blasters have those variation cards. And there's a checklist there. You can see the rookie variations, which is more like a portrait view. And those appear to be coming in a silver only. Now, I will say I first thought they were only in blaster it does look like they're going to be in hobby as well because if you look at the checklist as well checklist has them in a one-on-one like here's some interesting take takeaways from the checklist um they're one-on-ones in almost everything in this product like the uh, rpas have a one-on-one the inserts have one-on-ones um there's three for the general checklist so there's three one-on-ones there's the um no huddle one-on-one the, the shimmer one-on-one and the regular one-on-one so there's a lot of one-on-ones in this um, but the silver, I think, will, will be a great – because it's in all the products. Silver will be in your Mega Box. It's probably in your Cellos. It's in your Hobby Box. Uh, I think the key to silvers will be centering and getting PSA 10s versus PSA 9s. You, I think this would be similar like Burroughs year. We had a lot of them, but not many of them were gemming. Um, like I hit one. Um, my biggest concern right now is the centering is not perfect. I'm going to get that to PSA as soon as I can and hopefully get an early, you know, early grade. And I tell you, too, I'd probably recrack that thing again. Um, because to me, grading is subjective. It's not accurate, but, uh, and there's a big difference on prices like that as well. My, my hooker is a redemption, by the way, hookers are redemptions right now. Um, mm. which is interesting, which means I'm gonna have to redeem it. Wait for it. I'm not that concerned about that. Cause like I said, I definitely think he's going to get his autos out and it gives me some time to wait and get that thing graded. I like hooker as a prospect as well, because it looks like the Lions will do well. Let's say they, they go deep in the playoffs or were to win the Super Bowl. Golf's coming back. I think Hooker's got at least another year before he's out anyway, which gives you a lot of time for people to hype and prospect on him. And yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's a patient card to me to get. I think, and that's why I'm saying Lions are a fun team to buy into because you have those other rookies that you can make money off of, and you've got uh, the Hooker. I'm curious. I don't remember looking the checklist. If you've got any Barry Sanders, if there's any other vets that could, could carry you on the Mangoes or the Color Blasts, on um, the Dual Color Blast, that list is short. I think the big one that was there, CJ and Tank, are a dual color blast. There's only like five or six dual color blasts. Um, like I said, this product's got some fun chases in it. It's yeah, the vertical, very... the vertical color blasts, I think, are really cool as well. Um, yeah, it's... see, I, I see this comment from Mr. Reality here about um, this is how the hype began. Look, I'm gonna, I'll say this. Prism is already hyped up. We yep. there's nothing that we could do to that could possibly 
get it even more hyped or less hyped. I mean, look, Prism is already the top set when it comes to football cards, when it comes to mainstream football cards. So um, I, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where people don't care about Prism, Ziggy. what Do you think there's ever going to be a time where people well, don't care about Prism? In the future, the hype will end when, like I said, when, when you have tops, when you have tops Chrome coming out as the main line, we're going to have forgotten about Prism. And Prism and football do die down. So here, let's look at it like this. In six months from now, will this still be a popular product? Yes. But a lot of the players will see them perform and you'll have changed the valuations of many of them, right? Now, in two years from now, let's say there's no Prism anymore. We still remember Prism of the good rookies. You will talk about them. When you want to go back, let's say CJ becomes a good quarterback five years from now. People are going to go back and look for his Prism card. They're not going to look for other cards. And more so, in my opinion, Prism because there is no rookie autographs. They're not going to be talking about NT. So I don't disagree with people. Let me, let me say this. Football has the hardest fall when it falls. Like the prices in football go up and down like, like yeah. roller coasters. That's what I love um, about it. And, and that's the thing. And, and this is another thing, too. That's why people love football. The reason people, everybody goes, well, why do we spend so much money on football? Why do people prospect? Like I saw a video the other day on how much money has been wasted on quarterbacks. And the reality is it's because every now and then, unfortunately, it's more then than now, there's a Patrick Mahomes. And right now, there's nobody else in the market that's like Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes might actually be Russell Wilson, right? We don't know. But because of that, people will continue to invest and prospect in quarterbacks and quarterbacks will then float other players. Like if, if a good wide receiver gets a good quarterback, you're going to see his price spike, right? So it's a fun market, man. It, it is what it is. Um, I Like I said, I focus on certain products. I don't do Mosaic. A lot of people argue Mosaic's a great product. I don't like Mosaic. It doesn't hold the same value. Um, Optic this year will be interesting to me too because with the autographs not being in there and I think of Optic as an autograph product, I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. You know what I'm saying? I'm also going to check what goes on with contenders. So to me, Prism, this is going to be a fun year to play with Prism. There'll be a lot of products. I think you're going to, like I said, I can't wait to see the Megas come out, how that's going to be. Um, but the product itself, I think, holds its value, at least, and it holds its value and attention for a few more years. Yeah, I'm, I kind of am liking this this variation. Now, I'll say in years past, this variation, yeah. uh, they, they, they came out with it in 21 and 22. It hasn't done well. It, it goes for less than the normal one except in like brock purdy's situation or something you know uh but looking at this here it's kind of got like a black prism feel to it it's got a little yep. bit of like a kaboom feel behind behind jordan addison here um so i think that's interesting i like the design of the card it'll be interesting to see how it does how it performs next to the standard prism and the standard prism silver typically those are like it the tried and trusted less. ones that everybody yeah. wants and it's like man you could go back like you said you go back and, and look at the prices for all every year's prism silver especially in a psa 10 it's i mean it's uh it's crazy man but uh mr reality thinks people get uh hooked on the the gambling and grading aspect which uh, uh, expectedly so if you were winning you would probably get hooked too like i got burned on my first break so I, I was like, I'm just going to focus on singles. I can control it better. I, you know, I know. Um, but like, this is what I will uh, disagree with this comment because there's a portion of cards that I buy as singles that I just keep, you know, myself in my collection. And then other ones I could profit on and make a nice profit. I do that. And I don't see how that's a broken system. What, what would your response to yeah. this uh, be, Ziggy? Because so, so you do a lot this. of breaks. 
it's interesting. First of all, I, I understand that frustration and that feel. But as somebody who's doing this, what I can tell you is I feel closer to collectors because I'm not looking always to sell my car for the most amount of money. So I'll get a big hit and somebody will tell me, hey, I'm a big fan of this. I'll often find the ability to find a deal for that. And also when I hit cards, I don't want, I'm more likely, like we talk about, I don't how much money somebody has on a card. Mathematically, when I get those cards in, I only spent so much for them. So what is the cost of the hooker? Is he $260 or is it $260 plus all these other things? So my point to this is that it gives me a lot of room to play with and, and move those cards around in the community. And there, that is the whole thing. How do collectors get cards? How do they get them at good deals? You'll see a card go for $1,000 and you get a deal from a friend for 500 bucks because he probably got it in a break or he got it and he opened a box. So the consumption of this product is so important. It is the bloodline of the hobby. So I understand the frustration of collectors and they feel like our oh, breakings ruin the hobby, breakings doing this. Here's my argument that what we need, honestly, what we need, we need a regulated breaking hobby. Okay, because pricing should be transparent, not hidden and, and magic. Like what I can't stand, I do not like these wheels where they do these auction wheels, which is basically here are five teams on the board. You get to pick one of them, but I'm not going to let you pick which one. You have to bid for the right to pick one of them, right? That is a hype driven system. It is, it's so disruptive. It's, it's, it's a set. I don't like that. The bidding should be here's your price, PYT. Here's the, here's the other options out there in the market. So you have the best price. And I do understand the place for random breaks. Random does allow people to get in who do not want that, who want more chance. And here's the perp random price. But we got to get regulation in this because there's a lot of people who do all sorts of mischief, just shady stuff in the breaking community. Okay. So I'd say, first of all, it's regulation. It's better pricing. So for example, me as a consumer, I don't want to spend, like I'll give you an example. Bowman Draft just dropped before this show. I bet you it's sold out before the show's over. Bowman Draft, Sapphire on Tops. I thought about spending $379 for a box and I said, no, I'd rather buy into breaks. And if breaking is for, more affordable and it's available, so there's more breakers for me to go to. This is why I want, I want people to be breaking. I want them to be good breaking. So again, when that product's available, I can go out that day and get the best price for my team in a break. And whether I'm a collector or a prospector chasing hitters or quarterbacks or whatever it is, that is how the hobby grows. And that's how I grow. And that's how the system is not broken. Right. Because then you have people who are, yes, gambling. And as I said, this is gambling. They come in, they get their gamble, they get their fixed. And they also have a way that they're going to educate and get free cards to kids, the bonus cards. Like one thing I'll talk about, I don't mind breakers not shipping me their base cards. I don't want the damn base cards most of the time. I'm talking like vet base cards, rookie vets. I want the a rookie base. I want, I want to know they're going to a kid or they're getting donated. They're not going into repack is my point. Right. So again, if we have a community where we're talking about, hey, of all the breakers out there, all your base cards, you should send them to this school. Like, here's a great idea. Wouldn't it be great if all the base cards of the Carolina Panther Donruss cards got sent to all the all the hospitals around the Carolina area? So when those players come in to meet the kids, they can grab out of a box their vet cards, sign them and give them to the kids. Right. Those are things that the breaking community and we as a regulated community could do. Right. Make better efficiency of this system. Another thing I'll say, too, I believe, like I said, I'm not the only one doing this. I believe there are groups, there are guys, and I know this, right, who get in teams, and they go hunt big cards in the thousands. Like, they'll buy the mm -hmm. Texans for $1,000 a case in 10 or 15 cases chasing big hits. I don't have the budget to do that. That's why I chase the Lions or I chase the Colts and certain ones. But this thing, it, it is what it is. So I think we need to recognize what it is, accept it. Like, I'll make this argument. Breaking is the future. Local card stores are not. 
If you're going to open a business in sports cards, I recommend open and breaking. I don't recommend opening a local card store. You're, you're, you're going to compete in overhead. So many other theft, break-ins. There's so many other challenges there. So I'm a big are you fan concerned at all about fanatics? Uh, like the rumors, I guess I've seen on Twitter um, about fanatics or tops controlling which breakers get loaded boxes and, and this kind of thing versus like, so then it, it, so then it becomes kind of like a monopoly to where you have to go to this one breaker. If you want to have a chance of getting a decent hit, because if you go to these other guys, then yeah, it might be a little bit cheaper, but they're not getting the loaded boxes. They're not getting as good a product. Or do you think it's completely random? Uh, and, and you think, Maybe Panini does a good job at this, but Topps doesn't. What's your thoughts on that? So, so to answer your question, these are valid concerns. And the answer to them is through transparency and regulation. Okay. I do not believe it's in Fanatic's best interest to send them to Mama Breaks only on Fanatic's Live. So you have to pay her the most money to get in the break. That's not the way to grow the hobby. I believe, and they know, they'd rather there's 15 Mama Breaks all having product available at a competitive price where everybody's making a little margin. And I, the consumer, feel like it doesn't make a difference which one I go to. So to answer that, I applaud Fanatics for mentioning the fact they're bringing in third-party auditors for the distribution system. That needs to happen. Like I said, let's start with, if I got in a regulation, and here's where I think is missing. Fanatics went out and talked to a bunch of breakers when they built Fanatics Live, and they went on breakers recommendation. And here's what I'd say to Fanatics, and I've reached out to Fanatics. I met them or met people at the booth. Talk to me and people like me who buy in the breaks. Let us explain to you what needs to be in place. Like I said, it should be PYTs only and randoms. You shouldn't have those damn auction things. And the auction things are happening because some breakers are starving and can't make money. So we can fix this by getting allocated product or right product to the right breakers who are breaking in the right volumes and have the customers. My point is, if you get that, if you start by having consumers involved in this process, then my next piece is, yes, we want to see audits of your distribution process. We should, You should be sharing with me mathematically how many Prism Silvers has Mama Breaks pulled on Finex Live versus Joe Schmo at wherever else. All those numbers should be there. The data companies are collecting that stuff, right? So again, if this stuff is transparent and you look at gambling, this all happens in gambling. When you get on your DraftKings app or you get on your MGM app, you have confidence. Why do you have confidence? It's a regulated industry. Government's involved. My credit card's protecting me. I'm not worried that some bookie's gonna come break my leg or I'm not gonna get paid out at all. So give me the same confidence in sports cards that I have in gambling. And I have to, again, I'll tell you guys, that's Fanatic's plan, in my opinion. Their whole on-demand, the, the tops now, every card is a chase card, right? Autographs are chase cards. They are not going to grow this hobby through collectors. And collectors don't want to hear that. It's not they don't like collectors. But I'll give you a good example. Go watch the movie. There's two movies. There's one out on the Beanie Babies, and there's one out, I think, on Pez Dispensers. And the reality is the corporations appreciate collectors because correct, collectors create third-party value but they don't care about them. They're not gonna let a collector dictate to them how much they can print or how much they can manufacture or whatever. So again, they I hate to say this, it is gonna be people, new kids, transient people coming who like, who like gambling, who are at the stadium, who wanna go chase their favorite team, chase their rookie. And that is why you have dude, what's it, dude, I forget the, the guys who are coming on the Finex Live, dude something, the um, influencers. You're gonna see more of that. And I'm not against that. I just wanted to be regulated. I wanted to be confident in the system. I don't want to be worried about distribution. Um, to, right now, I'm not. Like I said, I buy breaks because I'm also, I don't believe I'm, I'm going out there to hit the, the white whale, right? I'm not trying to hit the one of one Tom Brady. 
but I would go into Tom Brady breaks to go get Tom Brady refractors. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm chasing um, rookie quarterbacks for their silver prisms on any color. I'm not chasing it for the finites. So again, it comes back to, you know, education and knowledge. Yeah. And, and like, look, we've said it already on here before, but it is totally, it's totally gambling. Uh, and, you know, you're chasing, like we mentioned, it's chasing and that can be addictive. And just like anything in oh, life, yeah. I mean, you got to control your addictions and your vices. You've got to do it with moderation. You can't be using your lunch money, your rent money, your money for your family. Uh, and and that's why all of these major um, sports betting places, whether it's Underdog, D- DraftKings, wherever, all have that disclaimer like, please, and like gamble wisely because it's not like a sure bet that you're going to hit a CJ Stroud rookie auto. Like, yeah. you know, please don't, you know, and, and, and like even buying singles can be addictive. Like I love, I love hunting on eBay and buying singles. And sometimes I get carried away and I buy some cards. I probably shouldn't have gotten a, a bidding war. Um, and I think a, a diversification, like, right. If, if you've made some nice profit, why not roll the dice and buy into a break and see what, what can happen. And I love your strategy of like, taking a specific amount of money like you mentioned you mentioned earlier about three thousand dollars so far and bought into breaks with a specific team in mind because you know you can get a wider net of good players on the detroit lions including that backup quarterback that could go up exponentially next year or the year after uh so that's a very interesting strategy let me clarify too the three thousand is not justin hooker i have been and i'm chasing the four four teams um Titans, I'm in. Carolina, I'm in. Lions, or I said that. Um, let me pull up. Can I share the screen? Am I allowed to share screen too, right? Yeah, yeah, you should be. Let me try that. Let me pull up. Share screen. Um, I'll do entire screen. I'll show you what I'm into right now. And I will say, so I'm launching my channel, The Card Hunter. And I'll be sharing my progress throughout the year on what I'm doing, where I'm going, what breaks I'm in. Okay, so can you see this right now? Are you seeing anything? Let's see. see Add it. Here we go. Okay. Is this big enough? Uh, yeah, that looks pretty good, man. So real quickly, blue are hobby boxes, and these are going on today. So I'm in Mojo Breaks. I got the Colts, full 12 box break, 550 on that one. I have Carolina and the Titans in a four-box break. This is in bargain box breaks. He has the best prices, anybody out there. Bargain box breaks, you'll see him in break comp. He's very hard to get in his breaks because his prices are so damn good. And he's one of the best breakers because he's honest with you. Like when you pull cards, he doesn't bullshit you. Go, oh, that's a million-dollar hit. It's like, boy, that hit sucked. So one of my favorite breakers. Um, Fishing Wax is IG and eBay. And you see I did a lot of these blaster breaks. Yellow are blaster breaks. Mm-hmm. And the green are my first off the line. So I did the Lions early on for first off the line, right? Like, like 500 bucks into that. And then I just got into the Colts. And this break is tomorrow. Uh, this is the breaker north of seven. This is one I've never used before. Found him on eBay. He's got a history. So I'm not that concerned about this. On the left-hand side, I have kind of notes of my hits. Now I have here Skunk. Skunk doesn't mean I got nothing. It just means I didn't get anything shiny or notable of the QB variation that mm. I was targeting. 
right? Yeah, so but you could have like like with the Colts. Did you did you get any Josh Downs or Evan Hole? Maybe exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I got other cards, but to me, that's what I'm saying. From my notes, there are simply I did not hit a silver of the rookie I'm chasing of the quarterback yeah, of the yeah, primary so quarterback. Laser, yeah, your strategy in these breaks is similar to mine with um with with singles because i would not be targeting cj stroud right now because he's the most expensive player granted yeah, yeah he's going to be very close with puka nakua for the rookie of the year award they're both been uh, phenomenal rookies but i'm I, I like to buy cards exponentially lower so that way when they do break out or have that spike week i can flip them for a nice profit so that's like my my primary angle of attacking the market um then i'll, I'll hunt down the auction so i would be targeting will levis I would be targeting Bryce Young. I will be targeting Anthony Richardson and those skill position guys that you can kind of build around them. So with the Titans, it's Ty J Spears. With uh, the Panthers, it would be Jonathan Mingo. Uh, with um, the Texans, I'll target Tank Dell instead of CJ Stroud because Tank Dell's season's done. He's and he's injured. Um, and uh, you know, so I would I like taking Andy, that angle on it for you. sure. Just, sorry to interrupt you. I just got a battery notice. Uh, my battery is going to die any second now. Um, so I, okay. I'm going to have to end this. I would love to do a follow-up on yeah. this, man. Um, and I hope the audience likes this, but I'd love to do a follow-up on how I did on the hobby breaks. I'd love to answer questions with people. I'd like to get feedback from people. I hope this is just the beginning uh, for much, much more content. Like I said, I'm running the Card Hunter on YouTube as well. I'll be sharing some of my Donruss breaks on there, baseball breaks and other breaks as well. So really appreciate this time, man. I hope this is helpful to everybody else watching. And uh, sorry for the dead battery. No, you're good. We're almost here at time. Anyways, I got another call at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So I appreciate you uh, joining me, Ziggy. I think, I think Ziggy's battery just died because his face is frozen. Uh, so, uh, says, hey, it's short and short and sweet. We like to we like to leave you guys um, hanging on. <laughs> for stay tuned now, this is a perfect cue for you to subscribe to the channel and turn those uh notifications on andrew perry says ziggy off his rocker with this uh it's it's you know it's it's um i think there's multiple ways right there's multiple ways and that's why i uh, titled the video top three ways to make money on prism football cards one way right it is pure gambling that's to buy boxes yourself and rip them and hope that you get a good card and then sell it for a profit, right? The the prices have come down a lot since 2020, and we've got a pretty deep class here of quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. Um, if you just look at the top grade of guys, you got guys setting rookie receiving records. So, um, and uh, rookie uh, passing records with CJ Shroud. So it's deep, deep class here. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so that's one way, then the singles is another way. And then these box breaks with div diversifying with these pick your teams and these other strategies. That's why I, I want to bring Ziggy on because he's got a lot of experience in the box breaks and it's very helpful to pick his brain, understand more about this. So I hope you guys got uh, some value out of this video. Um, definitely, uh, was encouraged to do this, uh, bring Ziggy on and talk about box breaks and this other side of the hobby that we don't talk about a whole lot by nooffseason.com. And, uh, of course, we're part of the nooffseason.com sports card network. So if you're interested in anything else outside of football, definitely check them out. And appreciate you guys tuning in today. We'll be back live tonight 
with Steve the eBay hitman to do some live sniping, maybe find some 2023 prison, but we're going to be talking about week 18 as well. The top NFL storylines correlated with the, with the, the, the sports card market. So I'm out guys. I'll see you later. Peace.